Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. All right. What's going on, everybody? It is your host, Jacob Myers for the Strut Report. I hope you're having a great week and uh, hopefully wrapping up your week on a high note. Listen to the Strut Report. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to be covering Missouri along with South Carolina uh, with uh, our South Carolina reporter, a listener to the podcast, Bit Martin. And then our reporter for Missouri is Stephen Fuller from The Hunting Ground. And uh, anyways, kind of get on with these guys talking a little bit about what's allowed them to be able to tag out so quickly this year uh, in both their seasons. But Anyways, guys, uh, like always, the Strut Report is brought to you by HoundsToothGameCalls.com. 
uh, make sure you check out the KB Hen. I was just hunting this past weekend with our buddy Kyle from uh, Grip Wild. And uh, Kyle asked me after we were just kind of catching up and everything, heading out to the uh, to the woods. He's like, Jacob, you don't happen to have an extra KB Hen. And unfortunately, I didn't, and I told him that. And uh, like a lot of people I've talked to, he just really wanted to try one out because he's heard us talk about and you know seen other people talk about and have great success with that call. Uh, so anyways, guys, if you're wanting to try that call out or anything else, just check it out at houndsuitgamecalls.com. Also, just want to get you guys a just a little heads up. Had a little bit of technical difficulty, a little bit of issues uh, later on in this episode, and we do apologize about that. Just working out some kinks with some other gear right now. And uh, anyways, hope you guys uh, don't mind it all that much. But once again, guys, just make sure you tune in for Monday's episode. It's going to be a good one. And uh, we'll kind of let you know about some of these other states we're going to be hunting later on into May. One possibly being Colorado for, or for not elk, but Colorado for turkeys along with Oklahoma. But until then, guys, uh, stay tuned for Monday's episode. And uh, appreciate you tuning in for the short report. All right, guys. And first online, we have a listener to the podcast, Bit Martin, on from South Carolina. Bit, how you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, good man. It's, uh, glad to have you on, and you're doing a lot better than me right now, especially with you just tagging out in South Carolina. What yesterday, two days ago? Yeah, yesterday, yesterday morning. Well, it'll be two days. Well, when people listen to the podcast, guys, it'll be two days ago from when you're listening. But yeah, killed it yesterday, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's kind of jump right into this. Um, you know, we've had a quite a few, we've had a few guys on from South Carolina, and it seems like, you know, it's been getting relatively good in South Carolina. So let's kind of jump right into gobbling activity. You know, how has it been for you over this last week of hunting when it comes to gobbling activity? Yeah, this uh, this last week, the two weeks, man, it's it's been on fire. It, I mean, it's a lot of goblin later on in the day um they're on fire on roost they're not stopping when they hit the ground it's 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 they're burning the woods down right now oh that's awesome dude i mean that's the best time um i'm actually hunting up a piece of property in alabama this weekend that last time i was there about three weeks ago now it's been uh heard about 300 gobbles that day but learned that learned the hard way man when you're hunting with a bow it's kind of hard to run and gun Oh, for sure. So that's a problem. But, man, awesome. So gobble activity is fantastic for you. Uh, you know, what were you seeing when it comes to them being, you know, flocked up or hinned up right now? Is that still an issue or are they still kind of – are they right now, you know, pretty well broken up where you're finding a lot more lone birds? It's kind of iffy, man. It's, it's, I hunt a different – a couple different farms, a couple different spots. At some spots I, I'm seeing a lot of them out in fields that are still flocked up. Um, but the ones that, that I am really getting on, they're – they're looking for hens and, and even in the mornings like the one i shot yesterday morning it did not have a hen with it and it was i would say a boss tom i mean and, and he was uh definitely lonely so awesome well that's uh that's always a good time especially when they're breaking up get them gobbling especially uh later in the afternoon which is what i love because yeah. man I don't know. Can't kill them off the roost for some reason this year. Can't kill them, period. But, you know, we'll, we'll skip past that. Uh, kind of jumping forward a little bit. So question number three, uh, food sources. So you're hunting some private land. You know, what are some major food sources where you're hunting that you're seeing birds kind of, you know, targeting right now? Or is it pretty much nothing and it's pretty much timber that's kind of scratching? I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing a lot of scratching. I'm also seeing them uh, on a lot of oak ridges. And uh, I'm seeing some out in uh, really green fields. They, they like that uh, – I don't know what the plan is, but out in the open green fields, they got these little yellow flowers. I'm not sure what they are, but uh, they're they're tearing those up too. That is kind of funny. You said that we had I can't, it wasn't last week. It's probably two weeks ago. Had two different gentlemen 
tell me the same thing. They were they one he killed a bird, and then when he opened up the crop, it had a ton of those yellow flowers in there. And another one, he saw them eating those yellow flowers. So yeah, we need to figure out what that is. I don't know. If it's, yeah. I don't know what it is. Buttercups or something. But yeah, awesome. So you know, what were tactics that are kind of working for you at this time of year? Uh, you know, what are you doing, especially to kill that last bird? Uh, you know, what's kind of working for you? Oh, uh, usually what I try to do to start out is I'm. I've got a bad habit of just having to be in the woods even at night when I get off work. I, I try to at least roost one at night and not really had that much luck roosting lately. Earlier in the season, I was getting pretty good uh, goblin activity on roost at night. But usually I just go out in the mornings and I got a good little listening spot uh, kind of up on a ridge. I can hear different sides and uh, I try to get there about 30, 45 minutes before daylight and find out where they are and i'll pull up a topo map and i'll figure out the best way uh to get to them i might have to cut around a ridge or get down on a creek bottom and uh i'll try to find and do a lot of scouting beforehand but i'll know which way that they're wanting to go and i'll set up you know the way that they're wanting to go and uh if that don't work out i mean the other morning i didn't <clears throat> i didn't catch him off roost but uh i was just running and gunning and uh i struck him probably about 400 yards away and it was in no time by the sat, by the time i sat down on him to the time i pulled the trigger it was about four minutes he was he was hot oh that's awesome and again what time of day was it that you killed that bird uh it was about nine o'clock nine o'clock awesome now for the three birds you killed this year you know what's the average time you're killing those turkeys at uh the first one i killed uh was at 12 o'clock in the afternoon probably 12 30 it was earlier in the season it was probably a week after the season opened he was he was hand up really bad and uh i tried to stay with him all morning i got on him off roost and uh, he had a ton of hens with him and i just followed him and he kind of shut up after that i sat in the woods probably a good two three hours just sitting there never heard a thing and i heard him strike back up he got hot on his own and uh, I called to him. He gobbled once and never said a word. But he gobbled probably about 150 yards up a ridge. And I snuck around the ridge. And I kind of, honestly, I snuck up on him. As crazy as it may seem to sneak up on a turkey, I snuck up on him and stayed right in line with him in a tree so he couldn't see me. And uh, he was with three other toms. And he never would gobble, but he was strutting every time I called to him. And he finally just made his way over to me, and, and I shot him. So. Oh, right but, on, uh, dude. And your yeah. other, what about your second bird? The second one, uh, probably about nine thirty. I want to say nine thirty that morning, and uh, and they was not hand up. It was a pack of Jakes, and I had a couple toms in them. The, that morning, I got, I kind of got in between them. Uh, I had a a tom goblin behind me, another tom to my side, and I had a pack of Jakes in front of me, and I was perfect place at the perfect time. I got between them, and all of them was coming straight to the hen, and I had plenty to pick from so right on dude that's awesome that's a that's a that's a heck of a hunt i've only known uh you know i know a few guys that had hunts like that this year and it seems like a lot of people again the more and more i kind of get into turkey hunting it's only been about the i guess it's the fourth year i've really kind of got into it a little more seriously every year but you know a lot of people again i don't hear a whole bunch of guys kill them right off the roost it's most time like you said like that kind of like that nine o'clock time frame I guess yeah. right after those hens leave them you kind of get back on those birds so yeah. Uh, you know, kind of wrap up this report, you know, what's a tip you'd leave the listeners of something that's maybe, you know, helped you a year in, year out, especially this year that maybe they can implement, you know, the second part of their season. Um, I'm seeing, and I'm hearing from a lot of guys, uh, just saying that they're not hearing a lot of gobbles and 
you know, just kind of get down and disappointed about their hunt, just just stay with it, really. Uh, it can happen at any time, any time of the day. You could strike a bird. If he shuts up on you, just just stay with him. And that that's the first time that ever paid off for me was my first bird when I stayed with him all morning and i kind of got aggravated but it, he struck back up and i was able to pull it off but really just uh whatever gets them in the outdoors man and, and hunt just stay with it and and it will work out so. oh that's perfect well bit man we appreciate you coming on for this week's report and uh i would say good luck for the rest of your season but you're tagged out man so i'm gonna i gotta ask are you gonna go to any other states or are you done man i'm thinking about north carolina or georgia i just gotta Ooh. talk it over with the wife i'm Ooh. i'm dying I'm dying to keep going on, man. <laughs> Do it, man. Come yeah. on. I mean, yeah. I know North Carolina's license ain't too bad. Uh, I hunted up there last year, especially if you're just going to do like a three- or four-day license. Yeah. Um, but, in, you know, Georgia. Georgia is what it is, man. It depends on where you're coming from. But uh, that's awesome, dude. Well, uh, yeah. good luck. Maybe, again, maybe your wife will let you get out to North, or North Carolina or Georgia. But uh, with that being said, then uh, good luck with the rest of your season, brother. We appreciate you coming on. All right, man. Thank you, man. All right, guys, and next in line, we have our buddy Stephen Fuller coming on with the Hunting Ground TV. Dude, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, doing spectacular. Having a turkey season in my life so far. Uh, but right now, doing a little work up here in Indianapolis, but taking a little turkey break, but ready to get back after the turkeys for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, you're you're uh, one of the guys that kind of we kind of know a little bit. Not super close, but, you know, definitely know you a little bit. And, and you're doing this kind of full-time, which is kind of crazy. I mean, you're up in uh, the – was it uh, NRA show? Uh, yeah, work we're working the show up here this weekend with Jotto Gear and uh, just working the floor, working products, and then I'm back uh, back home and hopefully heading over to Kansas and Nebraska to put some time in there. Right on, dude. That's awesome. Well, guys, so we have Stephen on. He's going to be covering the state of Missouri, which is actually not necessarily your home state, but where you live now. Um, yep. So let's kind of jump right into this. You know, you you tagged out, I'd say, relatively quickly uh, for this season. Yeah. You know, kind of over the first uh, week or so of season, you know, what was the gobbling activity like for you uh, just while out there hunting? And what were you hearing from other people in your area? Well, you know, starting off, I was kind of discouraged. I got out there open in the morning, you know, got my property all timed and had everything ready to go. And I just had already, if anybody had watched my videos, you know, I got blinds set up and I was ready. I knew I was going to be out there. I had the turkeys kind of scheduled coming in on trail camera, got out there and I heard absolutely nothing that first morning. And, you know, checking the spy points, I was like, I've got toms in here every single day, but it was a beautiful morning, you know, uh, crisp and clear. And sometimes you just can't call it those mornings. You think they're going to gobble their heads off. They won't gobble. And then mornings that are nasty and, you know, you don't think you're going to gobble. They, they gobble all morning. So, uh, that, it was pretty slow that first week, honestly, as far as um, the gobbling went um, in there in Missouri. But uh, it definitely has picked up. Um, I think it's picked up now just because, you know, we're seeing a lot more of the toms alone. So they're they're doing a little bit more talking right now. Oh, that's fantastic. And, I mean, talking about, you know, kind of the whole thing of, uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, it's a nasty, drizzly day. You're like, oh, man, or cloudy, windy. You know, turkeys aren't gobbling. Those are the days they hammer. And then the perfectly yep. blue sky, bluebird day, high pressure. <laughs> They just don't want to talk. I mean, that, that bit me in the butt multiple times this year. I mean, I planned my schedule around some great, well, I thought would be gobbling weather days, and, man, it yeah. did not turn out. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ever outsmart them. I say that. I always say that I'm trying to outsmart the turkeys, but 
if you try to outsmart them, they're almost so stupid that you don't, it just, you have to like out stupid them in a weird way. It's weird. You can't, you can't judge what they're going to do. You think you finally got them down and their patterns down and you're going to cut them off and you're going to beat them to that next punch. And they're going to do the, the last thing that you ever thought they were going to do. And so you just can't predict them sometimes. Man, that is a great way to describe that. Cause that is the absolute, absolute truth. I mean, if Andrew was on this podcast, he'd agree with that, but <laughs> you know, kind of going to the second question, you know, what has it been like for you in Missouri when it comes to the, you know, turkeys being hinned up, especially early in the season, you know, has that been an issue for you? Or are they starting to kind of break up? Like you're saying and seeing more lone toms. Uh, it really depends each year. Some years they are hinned up, but this year it seems in my area, what I'm seeing um, in Southwest Missouri, specifically is, you know, I'm really seeing them broke up a lot more. I really have not seen them with the hens. Earlier on, I was checking the trail cameras a week before season. I was seeing Tom's in there with hens. They'd have, you know, three or four hens on them. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not, I really haven't seen that, especially as season has got here. I'm not seeing the hens. And, you know, weather has a big thing to do with it too. We, we had some of those really cold spells come in and I don't know if that you know, pulled the hens off where they have to get on those nests and get on those nests earlier to protect those eggs. Cause we had, we were dipping down in the thirties at night. And so I don't know if that played a role in it, but as season came in, I was not seeing the hens with the toms. And um, I was asking a lot of the landowners around our area too, cause I managed some different properties around and almost about a week, week and a half before season, it seemed like across the board, everybody was seeing, you know, lone turkeys or at least hens and uh, groups of turkeys out in the fields and then about the time seasons come in it was hard to find them in our area like I said we don't have a huge population down there and so it's not like driving out through Kansas and you're seeing them outnumber the cattle um, you know they're they aren't going to be on every single roadside or anything in our area they're going to be tucked back in the woods and those far away tucked away fields um, but no I was not seeing them hand up so um yeah it definitely played into a different strategy to going and getting those birds this year because i've this season i've honestly have not even in the time that i've spent in the first week and a half um i haven't even seen a hen while out there in the field now in missouri we can't kill two birds in the first week otherwise i probably would have tagged out you know in the first couple of days so i had to in the first three days is when i shot my first uh, Tom this year and so I had to wait until that following week to go ahead and go after the other one and even during that time we got Tyler out we got him on a Tom and stuff but we have not been seeing him really with hens at all. Oh that's fantastic now you know one thing we talked about before we started recording which is kind of off the topic but it also kind of plays into this is you know hunting pressure you know we always talk about you know we hunt a lot of public land and you know, we always talk about like public land, you know, in some areas can be quite highly pressured uh, for turkey season or during turkey season. And you were mentioning, you know, that's not always the case. I mean, that's not always the case when people always say, like, oh, you know, you hunt private land. Well, especially yeah. like where you hunt, where people only have, you know, anywhere between, you know, 20 acres to 60 acres, maybe 100 acre tracks. You know, you're hunting pressured turkeys. They might not be necessarily pressured on your property, but there are people around your property that are absolutely, you know, hunting those turkeys. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, how you're doing it in not only down in uh, Arkansas, like you had some success down there this year tagging out, but also Missouri. Hey, you're still hunting birds, I'm sure, getting called at from other people, you know, just across the property boundary. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty awesome for you to play that yeah. out. All the time. I, it's just, you know, we, uh, you know, we have this division out there that I don't like in the industry that there is public versus uh, private land and uh, who's 
who's a tougher hunter out there and who's hunting harder terrain and harder birds and harder deer. But, uh, yeah, the, as far as, you know, when it comes to turkey hunting in our neck of the woods, we just don't have large tracts of land. So even if you look at my property, I have a hundred acres, but it is a very narrow, slim, long hundred acres. And I have anywhere probably to six or seven different landowners that are joined to me that some of them hunt and, um, you know, I'm pretty lucky that I have good relationships and I've built those relationships with those um, people there. So, you know, we try to be on the same plan as far as, you know, hunting pressure and strategy and everything there. But um, I've hunted pieces of property where who knows how many families join to it and they all hunt. They're all hillbillies out there and they all want to get out there and hunt. So you're having, you know, 20 people hunting the same couple of birds and they're called to all the time. And that sometimes in itself is a lot harder than getting a big track of public land and going back in and finding a bird that's just not been bothered yet. So, yeah, it's got its own challenges, that's for sure. Well, perfect. We'll kind of jump into the third question of this report. You know, on your property, you, you know, keep it pretty highly managed if anyone falls into your videos. But, I mean, is, what are the major food sources on your property that you're seeing these, you know, these toms and these turkeys really hitting at this time of the year? All right. Well, um, so yeah, one of the properties that, well, both the properties I killed my birds on, um, one of them I'm starting to manage is just kind of an untouched, uh, big timber track. And then I've got my property, of course, which I did take my bird, my first bird on this year. And, um, you know, it's not just a food source, but it's also the habitat in there that really draws these turkeys in. These turkeys all migrate north off my property every single year usually somewhere around um, September, they're just gone. Like I just don't see them during the deer season. But what makes it my property attractive is I do a lot of uh, timber stand improvement. I'm really building up the edges on my property and having those transition zones from, you know, filled to timber instead of just that blunt, you know, mode food plot to, you know, tall standing timber and building nesting habitat and got the native grasses coming back in. So it appeals to those, those, um, the hens for nesting so it's bringing them down there which in turn brings the toms but also you know in conjunction i'm in there planting the food plots so i've got the clover plots in there um that you know i've did a fall mix this last season it's got a wide variety of a lot of different brassicas and clovers and a lot of those clovers i knew you know some of the red and whites were going to start coming back in as it got warm but i've overseeded with wheat which wheat does really good. It keeps it green. And it, you know, if you get into the whole deer aspect and stuff, you, that wheat's going to grow up tall enough that's going to kind of protect um, your clover at those early stages and kind of keep the browse off of it a little bit and hopefully, you know, get it made, you know, where it's established itself a little bit better. But um, having that clover stand in there has really brought in the turkeys. This year in my county, they changed it where, you know, I'm a CWD threatened county or whatever i don't think there's any cases in my county but you know before we could bait and we could have our bait out and as long as it was cleaned up and gone you know 10 days before you even start hunting you were good so you know putting out a corn feeder kind of kept those turkeys coming in on rotation in an area that they normally wouldn't start coming into because i built all this great habitat and i wasn't having turkeys and so by putting all that food in there, I was starting to get them familiar with it, and it really brought in the turkeys. Well, this year, I wasn't able to do that, so I was kind of a little bit worried. Are these turkeys going to move back down here? Is my property, you know, going to draw them in? And it and it really did. So um, having that clover stand on some of those food plots, but having the habitat for the hens to want to nest and bringing those hens down was key for 
having those turkeys on this property. Yeah, I was gonna say when you did uh, some uh, timber thinning on one of your uh, points of your ridge, you're talking about yep. buck bedding on, or just bedding yep. in general. Dude, yep. I saw that and I got fired up because that's stuff like <laughs> when I'm hunting public land, I'm looking for stuff like that. That is, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I say that is gonna be a big buck bedding area for sure. Oh, my, oh dude, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Tough. And then not only for that, but also uh, after this, uh, you know, come this next spring, this fall is gonna be awesome falling cover along with oh, a great yeah. nesting habitat as well as when it warms up a little bit more. So yeah, that, that is on the money. So that's perfect. Well, you know, kind of getting into another topic, uh, which is just tactics. You know, what tactics are really kind of working for you in Missouri and kind of go over that with us a little bit. You know, what were you doing? What were you planning on doing? And how did you execute it? Uh, the, I would say the things, the tactics this year, um, I'll tell you one thing I tried to do this year is really up my game on the scouting. So I had my spy points out. So I was trying to just capture inventory of, because I was hunting some different properties and some of the property it's hit and miss in our area. And so it's hard to go spend time somewhere on a piece of property, not hearing anything. And if you aren't, if you don't have your trail cameras out or if you aren't collecting some kind of inventory on other properties, I mean, you're just, you're just crap shooting out there. You have no idea what's really going on. So I early on, I put out trail cameras more than I normally would for turkeys and started trying to figure out where, these turkeys were at at the time, but I'll tell you, I mean, their patterns change, you know, once they kind of break up their, their flocks and stuff, you know, you got to go back out and find them once again. But so that was a big thing. Um, was just trying to get a basic inventory of which properties were holding birds at that point. And then, um, you know, I'm a run and gun kind of guy. Like I like to, I put on the miles. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I've just, if I've got a, you know, a, a well-maintained piece of property that I've got the food plots on stuff. Like I like getting aggressive after turkeys. I normally, not too many times am I going to just set up in a blind and wait for a turkey to come by. Like I'm going to get as close as possible and close that distance. And um, I'll say one thing this year that I did as far as tactics is I was aggressive, but I kind of held back a little bit more because I've so many times gotten overly aggressive and have gotten too close and you know have bumped those turkeys and so this year you know i'm trying to get that perfect percentage in there where maybe i'm aggressive for that 70 percent and i let them come that 30 percent you got to figure out what range that is in there that's you're close enough that you're going to get that turkey in no matter what but not too close that that uh you've educated him or he's seen something or he's heard something and he's already out of that area so um that's what we did this year and it's worked great like Normally, I want to get as close as possible. If I can sneak within 20 yards of that bird without him knowing me, I would do that. But this year, I'm really trying to just slow down a little bit, get as close as I can, and call him in that little bit of distance. And it's been fun. Uh, we've called in every one of these birds. Like the bird that I just killed a few days ago was absolutely phenomenal. I cannot wait to get it out there on the episode. Um, we're, we've got so many episodes coming out, so many kills right now. The guys are just killing the machines right now that I – I can't keep up with it, but um, this bird, we got out there, and we probably almost hiked about a mile in on this place um, and got set up, and we weren't too far from We were about, I would say, in between 80 yards or so um, away from this bird, and, you know, like I said, you can't predict these things. I was set up on a power line, and in our mind, you go, he's, he's only 20 yards in those woods, maybe 20, 30 yards. He's going to fly out in this power line and come right up to my decoys and it's a done deal. Well, he casted straight down and we're in hill country here and he was 
like down on the bluff side, bottom of the bluff side, circled all the way around us, made us work for him for about 45 minutes, getting him all fired up and called in and worked up the logging road that we actually walked in on and got him come in. And I was actually sitting right behind the little mojo scoot and shoot, like right off. And once he saw me, he fired up, came sprinting in and about seven yards he held up and I about lost my crap and do the decoy and <laughs> and uh I'm like do the decoy down he he was so fired up he didn't even care like he didn't even move or flinch a bit and then uh shot him and blew his head off literally there at seven yards and it was a phenomenal hunt but um yeah it's kind of where everything played in I knew from going in there scouting we saw turkey scratchings in there we had set up cameras even in deer season, I was keeping, you know, dibs on like that. I knew that there were four long beards in that area. And of course, as season turkey season came in, they have split up. There's only one kind of staying on that little chunk of property. But doing all that and not over, not being overly aggressive going after him, but aggressive enough that I closed that distance where I was in that little zone where he was fired up and came in. It just, it made it perfect. Oh, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, I saw that photo you posted of that turkey. I was like, yeah. how, how close was that turkey? Because you blew the top of his head right off. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was seven, you know, in and around seven yards, maybe even under. But, yeah, I wasn't – when he held up there for a second and I had the cameraman on, we had, like, four different camera angles. Like, I, I couldn't hold back anymore. Like, maybe it would have gone more viral if I would have let him flog the crap out of me. But I wasn't <laughs> going to do that. So, um, um, so I went ahead and blew his head off there. And it was – unreal so that was really really cool for sure yeah right on that yeah that was that was awesome so kind of cool, cool to finally hear that story before it kind of comes up so yeah great. yeah yeah well, <laughs> Get a little sneak peek <laughs> exactly now kind of getting uh to the kind of wrap up this report you know what's a tip you give a listener uh maybe something you've learned maybe in the past couple of years or maybe something that uh just been kind of working for you over the last few years that is something that you know again related to turkey hunting that someone can maybe try to implement maybe this year or maybe get ready for next year, you know, depending on, you know, whether season's at. Uh, I guess, is Arkansas closed yet? Did they already close? Arkansas closed. They closed early God. this week. So, yeah, Arkansas short, man. Three weeks, really man. Short. Or two yeah. weeks, whatever it is. That's... It's only, yeah, it's maybe two weeks or just a little over two weeks. It's, I don't even think it hits a three-week mark. That's bad. That's bad. That's why yeah. everybody, on, on a side note, that's why every all the people in Tennessee, Alabama, Missouri – and Mississippi hate people from Arkansas because they come hunt through states, which I don't blame them, man. I mean, hey, I'd be hunting out of state too if I only had a two-week season. So, forget yeah. That. But Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Well, kind of jump on uh, again to the wrap of this report. You know, what's a tip you'd give the listeners of something, again, kind of like something maybe you've done, you know, maybe year in, year out, or something maybe you've done in the last few years that's kind of helped you out? All right. Well, I, I mean, one thing you're going to see me and hear me preach about a lot, first off, is the thing I want to kind of – you know, put out there is for one, you just got to enjoy it. That's the bottom line. You've got to enjoy your hunt while you're out there, no matter what, no matter if it's going bad, no matter if it's going good, make sure you're enjoying your time out there because if you aren't, it's going to keep you out of the turkey woods and that's not something um, that you want to do. But um, other than that, I would say as far as enjoying it, um, you know, you, you've got to fail. That's for one thing. Like I have not been hunting turkeys my whole life just because I didn't grow up in an area that had turkeys and you have got to fail a lot before you're ever going to to succeed period and um and kill what makes you happy like I I don't know how many jakes I killed before I started killing toms yeah I killed quite a few jakes so 
that's what I would encourage people to do is get out there for one, enjoy it, get out there and fail and be fine that you're failing because you're out there and you're hunting. So who cares? You know, you're having a blast and kill what makes you happy. And just like I said earlier, just, um, you know, hunt the way you want to hunt. But if I were to tell you one way that I enjoy hunting is be pretty aggressive. Like close the distance on those birds and be interactive and try to be pretty aggressive on it. But don't be overly aggressive because um, a lot of times those birds are going to pick you off way before you even know or even think that they were going to pick you off. They're going to see something. They're going to hear something. So finding that finding that percentage of where you're being aggressive, whether it's that 70% and then you letting them come the other 30 or whatever it is, you've got to, you've got to find that because you're going to bust a lot of birds if you're overly aggressive and you won't even know it. Um, and I think if you start kind of holding up a little bit sooner, you're going to see that your turkey hunting is going to be a lot better. You're going to have a lot more success because you're going to be calling those birds in that you never knew that you were bumping beforehand. Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't think I could set it any better. I mean, especially talking about, you know, failing. I mean, dude, first of all, I'm a, I've, I've been epic failing this season so far. <laughs> and uh, so on that point, I'm, I'm getting that done. So I'm definitely doing that tip for you. <laughs> and then uh, also, like you were talking about, you know, not being so aggressive where if you hear a bird running in there, just because, I, I mean, I still am guilty of this. You know, if, a, if you're yep, calling and a bird responds and then he stops gobbling, don't think he just lost interest and he's walking the other way. Okay? Oh, no. <laughs> and it's yeah. and we I know, all know that too well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I know so many people are like, oh, man, I was calling at him, and he, like, he shut up. Then I got up after, like, 15 minutes. I got up and started walking over there and either busted the turkey or, like, yep. this, he disappeared. I'm like, I wonder why. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's this, what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a great point. That's a really, really good point. And, uh, well, Stephen, to kind of wrap this up again, I'm going to let you kind of plug your show a little bit. Kind of, first of all, uh, give us a little rundown for anyone that doesn't already follow you guys. Uh, first of all, where they can follow you guys and also watch your show. Cool. Well, we're, we're trying to be out there everywhere we can be. YouTube is huge for us. So you look us up on YouTube. And since we are from the South, we say hunting. So it's the hunting, no G on in the hunting and then grounds. And then um, you can check us out on Facebook at the hunting grounds on Instagram. It's at THG TV. You can also go to our website and see everything on the website and you just go THG dash tv.com um but yeah we are producing right now we're trying to crank out we're cranking out at least two fully edited uh episodes a week right now maybe going to be getting to three because uh like i said the guys are killing machines right now we've got like seven kills in the last week or week and a half and so they're making me work to get all these things edited up and out there so um it's and they are top notch like this year has been not only are we having one of the best seasons of our turkey hunting careers, period, but the footage that is being laid down is leaps and bounds better than anything that we've ever done. We've been truly blessed on the footage that we've been laying down. So um, really excited to be bringing that. They are action-packed hunts that are real. You know, we're just real guys getting out there, enjoying it. Um, it's not overly produced, and we don't overly push anything. We're just out there to have a good time and try to make a – uh, halfway living doing it so um, that's what we're doing but yeah i'd encourage anybody to come take a look and then they can share photos and stuff with us because that's that's what we're all about just enjoying hunting so yeah i was gonna say you guys do a great job with that so definitely uh make sure everybody listens to the podcast definitely check out their uh their production i mean dude 
that show is always fun to watch. And again, like you said, it's a bunch of, you know, real guys. You're not, you're not watching, you know, some uh, TV show hosts or something that's uh, very unrealistic hunting situations. Cause most of the guys yeah. are either hunting, you know, family farms, you know, leases, or they're hunting private land or public land. I mean, dude, especially when you're all hunting out of state, uh, you know, like yeah. uh, with uh, Jacob going out to Kansas and I mean, everything yeah. else y'all got going on. So it's, like it's a I fun said, time. I just edited his episode up and it's releasing like as a, as we speak right now it's actually uploading to youtube and um they're out there in kansas on public land and we got a little clip in there and he's just making this fun of his buddy and he's talking about the poo poo house they're excited because they're on public ground and they have a little poo poo house there so oh, it's real God. deal oh, <laughs> it's God. real hey, as, long as, as, as long as he didn't break i was gonna say as long as he didn't break his binos again this year it's, it's all good it's a good year <laughs> yeah so. this is an entertaining episode like the rest of the movie so you want to watch them right on awesome well steve man we appreciate you coming on for this week's episode and uh good luck the rest of your season cool man well i appreciate it y'all go ahead and write down the dates june 28th through june the 30th go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the dalton convention center in dalton georgia for the 2024 mobile hunters expo y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted Uh, we talked about it a ton look if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So, you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no brainer. You got to be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.